Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818-610-8088. This is your half-empty Cup of Joe. Pour a cup of this good-smelling coffee. It will taste as good as it smells. This show is hosted by Joe Jaquit and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no cup. Welcome, welcome, Joe and Jason, on this Wednesday, the Half Empty Cup. Remember, uh, we'll be here Thursday, Friday, uh, and then uh, we'll be off again Monday and Tuesday of next week uh, for the New Year's holiday before we get back to our regular schedule. But, Jason, uh, right off the shoot here, uh, we got one of our, I, I would say, uh, one of our favorite guests today. We've got Barry Jones uh, joining us today. And, of course, Barry, uh, he knows a lot. You know, we, we've done a lot about uh, the Kennedy uh, assassination. But but uh, he, he really is uh, somebody in the know when, when you look at, and I'll say the recent history of the United States, uh, you know, all the way back, to the uh, polio vaccines, kind of all the way forward. Um, Barry really knows his stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the guests that was uh, a suggestion by one of you listeners out there. Uh, if you guys uh, have uh, the contact info of anybody that would be a good guest, just go to 1360KHNC.com, click on contact. Uh, give the information of a good guest, especially the contact info. I've, I've been inviting a lot of guys to come on, but... <clears throat> I'm not as uh, well versed uh, in uh, you know all of the ways of trying to get a hold of somebody with with uh, texting and emails and twitters and facebooking and stuff like that. But when we get them, when I when I, when I when I talk to these guys that could be guests, they they do like coming on the show. Barry's one of those where I, I contacted him. He, he uh, tried out a show and uh, he, he likes uh, the the free speech format that we have. That you can you can say that. COVID was, was, was fake the way they presented it to us. You can say that 9-11 was an inside job without having your head torn off or being kicked out of the radio station, so to speak. Uh, Jerry Jones fits, fits in with us uh, when we do these shows, Joe. So it's, uh, yeah, uh, we, we, we'll, we can always entertain more guests for sure. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And uh, Barry, uh, welcome back. Thank you uh, so much for joining us once again. Uh, I hope you had uh, a really great Christmas holiday and kind of excited about uh, what do you want to expose to us today? <laughs> well, what I want to do, <clears throat> can you hear me first? Yeah, we can, can hear you know? just we can okay. hear you just fine, Barry. Okay, well, what I would like to do is finish what I started uh, two episodes ago, which was the Secret Service and its role in the JFK assassination. We we had big plans to finish it last time, and we had a lot of callers, and we had a lot of issues come up, and so I, I just set my stuff aside, and I just answered questions. So if, uh, if listeners want to go back and listen to the first show, I think it was... I guess this is December show. This is so it was probably 
uh, October show, or I'm not sure which one it was. Yes, it was yeah, two, two, it'll two be two months ago. Yeah, yeah, two, two months, months ago. ago it'll, was, it'll be the fourth Tuesday of the month of October. It was when you were on, Barry. Right, right. And we got about halfway through the material. If we're really doing well today, Joe and Jason, we will get to the story of Abraham Bolden. Uh, if not, then we'll have to come to him later. But th that is my goal today, to get to Abraham Bolden. So we're going to finish up with the Secret Service, Joe. Okay, so Abraham Bolden, who is he and why do I care? that I have not heard this name before. Right. Uh, I don't know All anything right. uh, about him. So before the break, can you just kind of set us up to uh, who yeah. this guy is? I'm assuming uh, he worked inside the CIA or somewhere in the government. He was the first African-American Secret Service agent ever deployed or uh, in the Oval Office. He was actually handpicked by JFK. JFK ran into him. It was just sort of a chance meeting. He was downstairs. They had put him in a basement to guard a basement bathroom in Chicago. And he was guarding the, ba ba the basement down in the bathroom. And JFK was there on an event and asked to go out the back out a back way they took him down through the basement and passed abraham bolden and jfk stuck his hand out and said introduced himself and they shook hands when he got back to washington he says i want that guy that you had buried down in the basement in chicago i want him on my secret service detail and so he became the first they call him the jackie robinson of the secret service he comes to washington and is involved in the Secret Service detail protecting JFK and actually becomes a whistleblower. This is where we get a lot of the information from the inside about what was going on with the Secret Service before, during, and after the JFK assassination, and the Secret Service buried him. They buried him. They, they uh, put him in prison for a long time. And it wasn't until here recently that he was actually pardoned by President Biden uh, because the whole thing was rigged. They were trying to shut him up because what he had to say was truthful and it incriminated the Secret Service. Well, there you go, Joe. So we'll cover more about the Secret Service's involvement in the JFK assassination, see if we can loop back around and, and talk about this, this individual and his uh, impact on the assassination, Joe. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of interesting, isn't it, that uh, they never intended for this guy uh, to be part of it, right? Just happened to be uh, right. by chance, right, that, okay, uh, Kennedy's going through. And I, I, I have to assume what, what stood out to him what was his color, that, that, that Kennedy was like, yeah. oh, my God, what? There's a there's a black secret service agent. Yeah, I want I want to shake hands yeah. with this guy. I want to I, I want to get this guy uh, involved in my detail and, and all of these things. And uh, next thing you know, uh, the this guy ends up being the guy that tries to expose the CIA. And, and I can't wait. I'm excited to hear the story. Uh, and the fact that he was recently pardoned, I think, kind of adds to all the intrigue, doesn't it? Why do I believe a lot of the documents that still haven't come out have to do with him? We're going to have more with Barry Jones on the side of the break. Stay with us. You're listening to the Half Empty Cup of Joe.
J-Day's Appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on Main Street, not Wall Street. We offer top brands at great prices, service, and parts to help you keep your current appliances running. So think outside of the big box and think independent and save at J-Day's Appliance. Located at 132 East 7th Street in Loveland, Colorado. Or give us a call at 970-669-1357. You can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com. That's the letter J, daysappliance.com. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. A donor has given Life Choices $10,000 with the challenge to give your best gift this Christmas. Your gift saves lives, heals broken hearts from abuse, and past regrets of abortion, and wins souls for the kingdom. Help moms and dads choose life for their unborn child. Donate online at lifechoices.org. That's lifechoices.org. Or mail your check to Life Choices at 20 Mountain View Avenue, Longmont, 80501. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham and Associates LLC at 720-203-0731. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So put a smile upon your face. Being alive is no disgrace. You can make it up better. Empty Cup, Joe and Jason, our guest, Barry Jones, and we're kind of uh, stringing together multiple episodes uh, with the Kennedy assassination, and it's something that all these years later, uh, people are still fascinated uh, by uh, the events that transpired, uh, and I think the, the, re the, the simple answer is because Everybody knows that the story that was told to us as to the events, as to what had actually happened, isn't what actually happened. And, and the more time that passes, the more people are coming forward uh, to say these things didn't happen. But Barry, you're saying, listen, there was a guy from day one that was trying to get this information out and the CIA essentially uh, took one of its own and, and gave, 
almost like the Russian thing where they send you to Siberia, right? You're going to go to some part of the world where nobody lives and nobody's going to hear from you again. Uh, that's kind of what happened. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to Abraham Bolden, but uh, there were actually, I want to really make sure and emphasize two crucial points. The first point, and you had a caller a couple episodes ago who brought this up, and I want to make sure right from the get-go they understand that the Secret Service, though that's our topic today, is not the only conspirator involved in JFK assassination. It's one of five. So, but it is the most necessary because it controls the, it is the elite guard that controls the security around the president. And as long as the elite guard does its job, it doesn't matter who the conspirators are, what their motives are, how strong or powerful or whatever they may think they are. If they can't get close to the president, they can't accomplish what they want to accomplish. So you first have to compromise the Secret Service. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. L. Fletcher Prouty, who was the chief of special operations which we know as Black Ops for the Joint Chiefs under JFK, wrote a book. He called it The Secret Team. And in this book, he says, quote, when you control the elite guard of a country, you control the fate of the king. And the second point I want to make is that all of the Secret Service was not compromised. This is a rogue element in the Secret Service. And I want to mention three names in particular that are going to come up time and time again. The first name is James Raleigh. James Raleigh was the head of the Secret Service under JFK and would continue as the head of the Secret Service under LBJ. Uh, he uh, was the guy who testified before the Warren Commission after the assassination, basically covering up all the Secret Service mistakes. He, his reward for playing along was that he became LBJ's personal protector throughout his entire presidency. The second name is Thomas Kelly. Thomas Kelly was an inspector with the Secret Service. He was sent to Dallas as a cleaner. His job was to clean up loose ends. Uh, loose ends means film and photos that had been taken in Dealey Plaza that might be, might, uh, be incriminating. Uh, also, he was used to intimidate Parkland doctors into changing their story about what was an entrance wound, what was an exit wound, etc., etc. He was the guy who ordered JFK's body to be removed from Dallas and flown to D.C. for a, a controlled autopsy. He was the guy who ordered the limo to be removed from Dallas and flown to Dearborn, Michigan and be rebuilt, even though it was a crime scene. He was the guy who ordered JFK and Connolly's clothing to be sent to the cleaners and or destroyed. Uh, he also served as a liaison from the Secret Service to the Warren Commission, Warren Commission helping cover up uh, evidence that the Warren Commission never actually even ever saw. The third name is Emery Roberts. Emery Roberts uh, was not even supposed to be in charge of the Dallas trip, but you're going to see a series of decisions that are made from the top where honest cops, honest agents were removed from the Dallas trip and they were replaced by guys like Emery Roberts. Roberts was eventually ended up being the guy who ran the entire Dallas trip. And he's the guy who made the decision or helped make the decision that they would end up at the trademark instead of the women's museum. The White House wanted to go to the women's museum. We talked about that last time because it was defendable. Uh, the trademark wasn't. And Emory Roberts was part of the decision to have JFK end up at the trademark. He's also the guy that waved off the two Secret Service agents, Ribka and Lawton, 
who were jumping on the back of JFK's limo at Love Field, the start of the motorcade. He waved him off. He's also the guy who removed Godfrey McHugh from the front seat in the limo. Remember, I told, I told the story about Godfrey McHugh. He always sat in the front middle seat. The first shot that hit JFK flush in the neck would have gone right went right through that front windshield and would have hit Godfrey McHugh. They removed him so there was nobody in that middle seat. He's also the guy who removed the media flatbed truck, which always rode in front of the JFK limo, the presidential limo, so they could take photos. They put that limo, they put that media flatbed at the very back of the motorcade. And those two decisions, removing Godfrey McHugh and removing the media truck, made possible that front shot. He's also the guy that removed eight of the 12 motorcycles out of the motorcade, so there were no motorcycles in front. There were no motorcycles to the side. There were only four motorcycles in back. And then he's also the guy ultimately made the decision, acting on Bill Moyer's request, who was LBJ's aide, to remove the bubble top. He worked with uh, Mayor Cabell to change the motorcade route. He ordered the 112th Military Intelligence Group not to come to Dallas that day. He told them to stand down. We don't need you. And then when the shooting started and agents reacted as they were trained, wanting to jump out of the car, wanting to do whatever, whatever it is they were trained to do, he's the one who gave the stand down order. When the limo arrived at Parkland, it was Roberts who took one quick look at JFK and said, to Jackie, basically barked at her and said, get off him. He's dead. I'm going with Lyndon. And from that point forward, Roberts went with Lyndon Johnson and abandoned the President of the United States. He hadn't even declared dead yet. He made that decision in his own mind. He left JFK's side. He left Jackie. And he went and, went, uh, and, and became LBJ's personal protector. From that moment on, after LBJ became President, he was uh, reassigned as LBJ's personal secretary. I, I mentioned these three names, Emery Roberts, Thomas Kelly, and James Raleigh, because this comes down to people. People within the Secret Service who overruled normal Secret Service protocols, who replaced honest cops with dishonest ones or inexperienced ones who wouldn't know any better, so that as uh, Fletcher Prouty said the elite guard was compromised and without even realizing it, a lot of those Secret Service agents were part of a plot, part of a plan to lead the President of the United States like a lamb to the slaughter. And so those three names are going to come up time and time again. And uh, I, think what, I, I think what I'm going to do is start by telling you who wasn't there because I think that really is indicative of what the thinking was, the strategy was. We got to get rid of the guys who might mess this plan up. Uh, Gerald Ben was the head of the Secret Service White House detail. He'd been in charge for years. They'd never had any problems. Uh, for the purpose of the Dallas trip, he was replaced by Roy Kellerman. Okay, Roy Kellerman, as you know, is going to be the guy who uh, is the passenger in the limo and his job was to turn around and jump on top of JFK after the first shot and protect him from any further shots. And as we learned last time, Roy Kellerman never moved. If that had been Gerald Ben, President Kennedy probably would have lived. The second replacement was Floyd Boring. Floyd Boring 
was supposed to be in charge of all the advance arrangements for Dallas. He's the guy that's going to set the motorcade route. He's the one that's going to ask the 112th to be there to provide extra protection. He's the guy that's going to make sure that the route does not go through tall office buildings. He's the guy that's going to make sure that the women's building is where they end up, not the trademark. He's in charge of all these advance. Well, he was replaced by William Greer. And William Greer, as you know, was the limo driver for the purpose of that trip. And his job, his one job after the shooting started, was to hit the gas and get out of Dodge. And as we learned last time, he not only didn't hit the gas, he hit the brakes and came to a complete stop. And he waited, and he waited, and he waited. And 5.6 seconds, which sounds like a short period of time, but in that moment, when a shot goes off, and then you, instead of operating by natural instinct or training and fleeing the scene, when you come to a stop, 5.6 seconds sounds like is an eternity. He waited. Even Jackie said later, my husband would be alive if that driver would have hit the gas instead of coming to a stop. He waited and he waited. And it took 5.6 seconds for that fatal shot to happen. If Floyd Boring had been there, that limo would have been gone. If Gerald Ben had been there, none of these uh, he First of all, he would have been on top of the president, and all of the advance arrangements that we're going to learn were so compromised, none of those would have happened. So the first thing to do was to get Gerald Ben out of there and get Floyd Boring out of there. So there you go, Joe. So they replaced key men uh, during that day with men that were probably compromised, so to speak. And, you know, that was one of the things, the, the, these replacements. What, what I'm hearing you say is, number one, this was not standard operating procedure uh, for uh, the CIA, uh, the president's detail. These were the guys that were the guys that made all of these arrangements. And then you start, you know, you, you hear Barry talk, and, and, and it's not one thing or two things or three things. I mean, you're talking, I mean, I lost count. I mean, we we're approaching 10 Ten different things that should have never have happened that were allowed to happen. These replacements, were they just inexperienced guys, Barry? Were they no, no, guys no. That, no. That, that that should should have uh, maybe didn't know better? Or were these guys that knew better and they, did it They anyway? knew better, and they, they were on the inside. They were, you know, there's, I said there was a rogue element within this Secret Service that participated in this plan, but it was a very small number. And when you have a very small number at the top that's running everything, they give all the orders. And so everybody else just follows orders. And they may not understand the order, they may disagree with the order, but ultimately they follow the order. It's those three or four people at the top that matter. And Gerald Ben and Floyd Boring the interesting thing about both of those cases, neither one of them had ever taken a vacation. And for the Dallas trip, both of them were ordered to take a vacation. They had been in the Secret Service 20 years plus, had never taken a vacation. When asked later, Gerald Ben, what did you do on your vacation? He stayed in, he stayed in Washington, D.C. at his home and he mowed his grass. He didn't even know what to do on a vacation. He'd never been on a vacation. He was ordered by his superiors, as was Floyd Boring, you are going to go on vacation. And 
we are going to replace you with William Greer or Roy Kellerman for the purposes of the, the Dallas trip. But here it gets even better. Okay, let, me, Tom- let, me, let me say one thing because I, I want to point this out. Uh, when we cover different subjects here on this show, once in a while somebody will email me or maybe a caller will come in and they'll say, well, how do you uh, – just really quick, like the moon landing. I, I know that what they showed us uh, as far as the moon landing, it's fake footage. It's fake. And the first thing he says, well, there's thousands and thousands of people that work for NASA, and you can't have all these people in on it. And I think the point needs to be driven a little harder, uh, Dear Barry, that it's all line in a chain of command. It's, especially right. when they say anything approaching military <laughs> at all, it's chain of command. You do, you, 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 you do what you're ordered to do. And just as you said... These men were taking orders. The guys didn't want to go on vacation, but hey, you're ordered to, so you do so. And you don't need every Secret Service member to be in on the JFK assassination. Just a couple of key men. We're going to have more with Barry Jones. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet, our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi. 
let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 970-800-3693. Joe and Jason, we got Barry Jones. Uh, we'll open the phone lines a little bit later. I want Barry to get more into this, but he just lays out very simply, hey, they took away several key pieces uh, on this quote-unquote, you're going on vacation, Replace them uh, with two uh, or three other people. And really, that was all they needed, right, Barry? They, they, that was all that they needed. And everybody else there, because uh, Barry, you know, hey, this wasn't standard. You know, getting, you know, there's a guy supposed to be in the middle front seat. There's uh, the, the motorcade where, where the, uh, the, the journalism trucks were supposed to be, where the motorcycle cops were supposed to be, uh, the dome that was supposed to be on the limo itself, the actual route itself. It was would have never have been uh, the route. I mean, it, it really is uh, almost. I guess if you have to, if you if you need to believe the government's narrative, uh, this comedy of errors, which almost seems like uh, it isn't possible. And I think this is what gets a lot. Well, there's no way everybody would have known, and people would have said, and people would have done. And, and what Barry lays out is no. They weren't, they weren't in charge. They followed orders. And we know when it comes to our military, when it comes to our government, when it comes to anybody that has worked in the workplace, I can't tell you how many times it's happened to me. My boss tells me, hey, we're going to do this. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you're an idiot. That's a terrible idea. But guess what? My boss told me to do it, Barry, so I did it. Yeah, and, you know, those two guys that we just discussed, Gerald Ben and Floyd Boring, were the lucky ones because they lived to tell the story. Uh, how about the story of Tom Shipman? Tom Shipman was the regular limo driver for the presidential limo, had been doing it for almost a decade. On October 14, 1963, uh, about six weeks before the Dallas trip, he died in his sleep. He was ruled a heart attack. He was at Camp David when the supposed heart attack happened. There was no toxicology test, which was standard procedure. There was no autopsy, which was standard procedure. Uh, His family was pressured for a quick burial. 
Within two days, he was buried without an autopsy, without a toxicology, and his family was suspicious because he had just passed his annual comprehensive physical exam a couple weeks before. He had no record of any heart troubles. There wasn't any heart issues in his family. He had no genetic predisposition to have heart issues. He just died out in, out in the, at Camp David. And, and the family basically had to take the word of the Secret Service, and within two days, the man was buried. Guess who took his place as driver uh, of that limo? It was Greer. And uh, Mike, uh, Vincent Palomero, who is pretty much considered the expert when it comes to the Secret Service as it relates to the JFK assassination, uh, found the Shipman family. And this is a story that had not received any news coverage. Here recently, he interviewed uh, the Shipman, some of the relatives, uh, his daughter, for example. And according to the family, Shipman had always promised that if anything ever happened in a presidential motorcade and he was the driver, he would, quote, pull out a line, which is what he was trained to do, which is what he was supposed to do. And so he was a straight arrow. And the fact that he was killed and I believe he was killed, and Vince Palomero believes he was killed, and his family believes he was killed, is because he had foreknowledge of the Dallas plan. He actually was looking forward to the Dallas trip because he had family down there, and he had relatives, and he was going to visit his relatives in conjunction with doing his job. He was looking forward to it. But six weeks before the trip, because he refused to play along with the plot, he was, he was eliminated and replaced by a patsy. He was replaced by somebody who would play along. So I say, you know, and, and that's the point I hear a lot, too. Well, you know, not everyone would play along. Well, you do or you die. <laughs> uh, and we're going to get to the story of Abraham Bolden. And in some ways, Bolden had a worse fate than Thomas Shipman. So you have two people who didn't play along. One of them died, and the other one ended up in a federal prison. So that's why you play along. That's why you take orders and you follow whatever it is, instructions you've been told. Because if you don't, bad things happen to you. Now, there's one other little detail. Uh, Eleven of the most experienced members of the White House detail, uh, they had been involved in the protection of the detail for the president for, for some cases, decades. Sixty days before the assassination, eleven of the most experienced members of the White House detail were transferred to other assignments. They were replaced by inexperienced agents, which... We all know, if you've been, ever been in an organization and re experienced people are replaced by inexperienced people, they are very easy to control. So you take out the top and you replace them with people that are in the know and they understand what the plot is, and then you take out all the, the, uh, the guys on the ground that are doing the grunt work and you replace them with inexperienced people and now you start giving orders. You can see how quickly and how easily the plan came about to allow these security bro uh, protocols to be violated and and everybody thinks everybody thinks that uh, you know it was the entire secret service they had to have been involved it's not it's just a few rogue people at the top and they gave orders to inexperienced people and the inexperienced people followed the orders so when they were told to stand down they stood down so there you go, Joe. See, that's, uh, that's, it's always good to explain it a little more thoroughly because uh, I always get that, Barry, when we talk about certain subjects that 
you know, I'll go back to it. Hey, oh, everybody couldn't be on in on that. How does that work? Yeah, everybody, you can't have everybody in on it. Well, Joey, I don't think you really need everybody in on it. Everybody has a job to do, and they all take orders, and you can kind of, as the decision maker, weave your plan in there just fine as long as uh, whoever's telling you to do so is, is happy with what you're doing. I mean, it's chain of command. Yeah, and again, the... Uh, you know, when he was talking about, and, and Barry, tell me his name, the cleaner, uh, the guy that, that made sure. Thomas Kelly. Thomas Kelly. Tom, right? and, and, and it Thomas back, Kelly. And, and it, it brought back Pulp Fiction uh, to me. Remember uh, Pulp Fiction? They'd go out and kill, kill people. Then they'd call the cleaner, and he'd come in and. Yeah dispose of the body make sure all the blood and everything you know make, make sure uh you know no one could could retrace their steps and handle all of that uh that's all it took right because uh the fact of the matter was there was evidence that was there, there that was. was going to be uh not the narrative the government wanted out there and simply put he made sure right Barry, that evidence didn't see the light of right. day and he stop was the guy bitching. in charge so everyone said yes Do sir something. stop bitching we'll have more with barry jones on the other Do side something. this is the half empty cup of joe are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. Reasons to own gold, number 175. Universal basic income, where the government just gives people money because they won't be able to live and provide for their families because the dollar has been devalued beyond comprehension while never admitting to inflation. Prosperity never comes from the printing press. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com.
Welcome back to Half Empty Cup of Joe. If you'd like to call in, the number is 877-536-1360. Barry's going to get through some more material, but we'll get some calls uh, on this as soon as you guys uh, dial it up. You can also uh, text the number, have a comment read on the air, 877-536-1360. Barry, let's, uh, let's continue on. I'm sure you got a little more before we uh, get to that uh that one Secret Service member that JFK uh, found in a basement and uh, suddenly wants to have a part of his detail, and he became such a problem. I, I guess my big curiosity is, well, what did the guy go to jail for? <laughs> that's, that's always been, you know, if there's someone gets railroaded, it's always all, what are they, what are, the, what are they, what was the scam? What was, you know, what was, uh, how did they put that man in jail? But let's let's get to that point first. Uh, uh, continue on. Oh, hang on. You are on hold. Hold on. Hold on, Barry. Okay. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Conti yep. Continue on, Barry. Okay. So Joe brought up a great point before the break about the cleaner. And why would the cleaner be necessary? Well, almost immediately, people are talking. Doctors are coming out saying they saw an ex uh, entrance wound in the neck. That's a problem. Uh, people are saying, uh, you know, nurses are standing around the, huddled around the limo, and they're sticking pencils through a bullet hole in the front windshield. That's a problem. Uh, evidence is starting to leak out. This is why you have cleaners. One of the biggest problems was right after the limo fled the scene, people start running. If you look at the Zapruder film or any other footage of Dealey Plaza, almost immediately people start running to the grassy knoll. They're not running to the Texas School Book Depository. They're running to the grassy knoll, including one of those motorcycle cops, one of the four. Uh, there is a famous photo of, his name is Bobby Hargis, and he was a Dallas police officer. He's riding behind the limo. He's looking directly up at the grassy knoll. He throws his bike down. He runs up the right side of the street behind the light pole towards the grassy knoll. And another Dallas police officer joins him there, Joe Marshall Smith testified that, quote, a woman came up to him and was in hysterics, and she told him they're shooting the president from the bushes. So both of these cops are running to where they think the shots are coming from, which is the grassy knoll. As they get there, Joe Marshall Smith testifies that a suspicious man comes out from behind the fence. He says, I pulled my pistol from my holster, and I aimed it at him, and I told him to freeze. And at that point, the suspect produced secret service credentials from his pocket. Uh, simultaneous, at the same time, two men were observed leaving the Texas School Book Depository, which is about a half block away behind where the shooting occurred. When they were confronted, they too produced Secret Service credentials. Uh, according to Sergeant D.V. Harkness, testified that when he first arrived at the career of the Texas School Book Depository, there were some Secret Service agents there. Quote, I didn't get them identified. They told me they were Secret Service agents. Now, why is this important? This is important because the Secret Service had already released its roster, revealing that there were no Secret Service agents on foot in Dealey Plaza. All Secret Service agents were part of the motorcade. So who are these guys? One, two of them, at the Texas School Book Depository, one of them behind the picket fence uh, on the uh, grassy knoll, all of these guys are producing Secret Service credentials. And they were convincing enough that trained Dallas police officers let them go. So you've got a problem. 
if the Secret Service has produced a roster saying everybody is on board the motorcade and you got people running around the scene with Secret Service credentials, you've got a problem. Now, we found out later that in 1963, it was the CIA who printed all the Secret Service credentials, which might be an interesting factoid <laughs> when you start to consider uh, the testimony of one Charles Harrison. I'm not sure if you're aware of who Charles Harrison is, but if you look up the three uh, tramp the tramp photo from of the three men that were arrested shortly after the assassination and being led to Dealey Plaza, Charles Harrison is believed to be the first guy in line. Charles Harrison has a very famous son. His son is named Woody Harrelson. He's an actor. Charles Harrison had been recruited out of the military to work for the CIA. And he also worked for the Carlos Marcello crime, fam crime family as a professional hitman. Before he died, he died in a maximum security prison for the murder of a federal judge. But before he died, he confessed to Woody, his son, that he was the man uh, photographed in Dealey Plaza and that he had a role in the JFK assassination and that his role was to deliver Secret Service badges to shooters and spotters. So we now know... That, now, that's evidence that came out later. We didn't know that at the time. But the information that's coming out at the time is sufficient enough that uh, James Raleigh has to send his cleaner, Thomas Kelly, uh, to Dallas to get all these details cleaned up. The other evidence that's leaking out is there's a Zapruder film that people know exists. A lot of them haven't seen it yet. A lot of them won't see it for years. But they know it's out there. And the Secret Service knows it's out there, and they know from the direction that it was shot that it could be highly incriminating. But they're not, uh, Abraham Zapruder is not the only one who took photographs. There were a lot of people uh, in Dealey Plaza that day with cameras, uh, with photographic footage related to the events in Dealey Plaza. There were news organizations, there were spectators. And so Thomas Kelly and his accomplice, Elmer Moore, uh, went to Dealey Plaza, went to the hospital, went to Dallas, basically to clean up all this evidence. They took this photographic evidence. They promised to return it. They never did. It disappeared. Uh, when it came time for uh, the, to determine if they were going to do an autopsy, should we do it in Dallas? Should we do it in Washington? It was the Secret Service that removed JFK's body. It was Thomas Kelly and Elmer Moore that made that happen. So the autopsy did not happen in, in Texas like it was supposed to. It happened in Washington. It was, it was Thomas Kelly and Elmer Moore who arranged for the limo to be scrubbed clean and then sent, uh, sent away to Dearborn, Michigan and rebuilt. Uh, we'll pick up there when we get back from the break. 877-536-1360. Get ready to call in, have questions, comments. We'll be right back with Barry Jones. All of your electronic devices can be severely damaged by lightning bolts and power surges. Even worse, an EMP attack can destroy everything, leaving our technology-dependent society with no technology. But don't let that be you. Go to EMPShield.com and put KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield is an electromagnetic pulse, solar flare, and lightning protection system made to protect you and your electronics. Again, go to EMPShield.com and type KHNC in the promo code box. EMPShield.com. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I would like to encourage everyone 
to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation, which simply means they hope to devalue your money, and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. This is Tammy with Naturally Inspired Health Network. We created a group with real solutions for healthy living. Providers with products and services we trust. Need pain relief? Christy Sullivan, Vitality for Life. Want acupuncture? Debbie Ireland, Touch of the East. Looking for a medical doctor? Dr. Sharon Montez, Living Well Health Group. Solutions for health insurance? Wendy Scipioni, MPB Health. NaturallyInspiredHealthNetwork.com. Connecting people with real solutions for health. We're back here, the half-empty cup, Joe and Jason, in a part two of the Kennedy assassination and the cover-up uh, that followed it. And Barry, you know, really did a nice job uh, in, in obviously a much different time. Uh, but was all of the other evidence, because there was plenty, there was, there was media there. There was casual people there. There was people uh, shooting recordings, and, and they went to great lengths to, to get all of this stuff. And then, of course, under, hey, don't worry. We're gonna, we need it for evidence, but we're going to give it back to you. And then none of it ever was returned to these people. Uh, so, so none of this stuff could come out. That was one way of really probably the biggest way they were able to control the narrative in all of this, Barry. Yeah, and, you know, stuff was leaking out really, really quick. Uh, the visual thing, the visual image of people running to the uh, running to the grassy knoll and then the cops finding people in those places, the, the grassy knoll behind the fence, the Texas School Book Depository, people claiming to be Secret Service agents. You've got that problem. Then you've got the problem of the limo with the bullet hole in the windshield. People are huddled around at the hospital and they're looking at this limo. It's a crime scene. It's a rolling crime scene. Uh, in normal situations, that limo would be uh, protected, probably yellow tape around it. Nobody could get close to it. The crime scene has to be protected. And you would study it. You'd look for bullets. You'd look for ballistics. You'd look for fingerprints. You'd look for whatever. They, they quickly scrubbed it, and then William Greer was ordered to drive it away. They put it on a plane. They shipped it to Dearborn, and it was rebuilt. And then the clothing, the Secret Service got a hold of the clothing of the governor, also the, gov uh, the clothing of, of JFK. They destroyed the clothing. Uh, 
and then the doctors, you know, you can't, <laughs> it's really hard to, you know, the doctor comes out of surgery, he's still got blood all over him, and he's giving a report to the assembled media what he just saw, what he just did. And they're all saying the same thing. The neck wound was an entrance wound. They're all saying that. In fact, Thomas Kilduff, who was uh, one of the uh, speech writers for President Kennedy, came out, and when he said the president had died, he took a very famous photograph. He pointed to his head right behind his right ear. When he was asked, how did the president die, he said a shot right through the brain. So he, and he's pointing at his right temple, which is not, uh, <laughs> that's not in line with the theory that all the shots came from behind. All this evidence is going to be a problem. And so that's where Thomas Kelly comes in. He is sent in there to clean it up. He has his enforcer, an, a man, a Secret Service agent named Elmer Moore. Elmer Moore goes to the doctors and basically threatens them. You will lose your license or much more. Your family's lives are at risk here if you do not change your story and make that uh, neck wound uh, an exit wound instead of an entrance wound. And so then they, they go to all these witnesses, these spectators, these news organizations. They commandeer all the film. Uh, and next thing you know, because these are the, these are the so-called experts, right? These are the guys investigating the crime of the century. So people are willingly handing over all this stuff, thinking, trusting that their government is going to do right by this evidence. But their purpose was to clean the evidence and to make it, uh, jive with the official story which was already forming you know within minutes it's like nine ten minutes later everybody already knows about Lee Harvey Oswald and so everyone is jumping on board that story that's Barry Jones you listen to on the half empty cup of Joe we got Brian with an I and Ann coming up 877-536-1360 give us a call do something Stop bitching. Do something. KHNC is proud to carry my kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. Bleed Stop, clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds, Bleed Stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular Bleed Stop website prices. Get yours today. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Sponsored by Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, this broadcast continues the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly and stands against forces that mock traditional values, deny freedom of religion, slander America, and would redefine the family. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. 
The last-minute deal to keep the federal government open back in September did nothing to rein in wasteful and corrupt federal spending or to avert the predicted recession. Rather than react with relief that the federal government continues on, the stock market declined after the September 30th vote in Congress to keep the government open. The Consumer Confidence Index dropped to a four-month low in September, while new home sales have fallen sharply by 8.7%. Gas prices have skyrocketed, including an 80-cent increase in merely one month in California. Yet President Joe Biden seems oblivious to the hard times ahead in this impending recession. It's in his political interest, not to say the R-word, as this impedes his diminishing chances of being reelected. A silver lining in that stopgap funding bill was how House Republicans blocked sending billions more to the NATO war in Ukraine. As good jobs disappear in our country, it's dismaying that some Senate leaders care more about continuing to fund bloodshed halfway around the world rather than taking care of our economy back home. Our presidential election is less than a year away, and the pro-globalism Senate leadership thinks that voters will forget by then or fail to assert themselves against this looting by D.C. of America. Even the left-leaning Politico had to admit there's going to have to be a major debate in this country about continuing to fund this war. The conflict has already killed or wounded a half a million soldiers, and the practical effect of funding it is to keep President Zelensky in power rather than give him an incentive to negotiate for peace. The average Americans dealing with inflation don't care about keeping Zelensky or anyone else in power over in Ukraine. We care about feeding our families and keeping them safe. If the Biden administration wants to avoid a monumental collapse when the presidential elections roll around next year, they must abandon their globalist ambitions in Ukraine. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For the U.S. economy to flourish, free enterprise needs to be rewarded. Competition and capitalism need to be encouraged. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find alerts and strategies for strengthening our economy and standing against socialism. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt, too. Don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492. Any major disaster, especially weather-related, when the power goes out, can cause people to suddenly panic. Within hours, grocery store shelves in your area can be picked clean. Food supply lines get interrupted and food is hard to find. At that point, it's too late to do anything about it. You must survive only on the food you already have in your home or risk waiting for the government to respond while you're standing in food lines. So ask yourself, do you have enough food in your home to last for weeks or months? That's why the smart move is to secure your family's personal supply of the most reliable emergency food you can buy. Having at least four weeks' worth of food is not a luxury. It's mandatory. If you don't want you and your family to end up in this situation, go to 1360KHNC.com and click on the Patriot Supply button at the top of the page. 
That's 1360KHNC.com and click on the Patriot Supply button. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at Jason, we got Barry Jones, and people are uh, calling in, texting in, 877-536-1360, the text line. The mysterious thing, sure get around, boy, don't they? It's always an inside job by accident. No plan, just an accident. And and kind of, you know, uh, when we look at these things, right, the – that's exactly what we're led to believe. Oh, well, it's just a, a comedy of errors, just a bunch of uh, uh, unrelated accidents that all led up to this thing. I mean, the same thing we saw the same thing happen uh, with the Palestinians in, in, in Israel that started that whole debacle and all the comedy of errors that had to take place there as well. But, Jason, we've got callers stacking up. Yeah, we have first up, we have Brian with an eye. Thank you for waiting through the break, Brian. Go ahead. What's your comment? Hey, it's good. Uh, Joe, Jason, Barry, uh, pleasure. Uh, Barry, it's uh, it's real important to get this stuff out. And um, back around that time, it was kind of uh, under the under the weather, under under kind of underground news that LBJ knew in those uh, last months that he wasn't going to be picked up by JFK and uh, he would either be going to uh, the Oval Office or jail. So uh, he kind of did what he thought he had to do. Also, I wanted to ask you, Barry, if uh, you ever have come across of... uh, uh, Paul Krasner and his little uh, off-the-wall kind of satiric, but also sometimes on-the-nose uh, magazine called The Realist. You ever come across those? No, sir. I've never heard of it. 
Okay, yeah, I was uh, I was uh, living in San Francisco area at the time, so uh, I well actually that's not true. It was later. That's that's maybe when I saw it was when I was in San Francisco. At the time of of '63, I was uh, an airman third class in the Air Force. I was kind of a renegade. But and I was in the uh, Air Force Security Service, which you may or may not know they do uh, intelligence collection and right, funnel right. it to the DOD and DIA and NSA. But uh, LBJ uh, is supposed to have uh, allegedly, now this is maybe a satire, uh, screwed around with the body on the plane going to to uh, DC. So. It's a lot of stuff, and yeah. it's... Yeah, there's... there's uh, thank, thank you, Brian, for calling in. Go ahead, Barry. Yeah, there, there are a lot of suppositions about LBJ and what happened on that plane uh, because the body, JFK's body, when it was put in the coffin to transport, was, was uh, fully clothed and uh, was not in a body bag. And when they got to Washington and they opened the casket, his nude body was in a body bag. So there was a lot of question as to what happened on that plane. Uh, as far as his earlier point about LBJ, that is one of my five conspirators. LBJ is the nexus of all five. Uh, you can't uh, conduct a conspiracy to take out the president like this unless you know, the conspirators know, that none of them will ever go to jail. And the only way that you can know that is to have the future president, the guy who's going to succeed JFK, be in as part of the plot. And he's, gonna, he's going to uh, pick the Warren Commission members and he's going to help cover up everything. He had the most to win, the most to gain, and of course, as he mentioned, Brian, he also had the most to lose. Absolutely, absolutely. We got more callers coming in. Anne, thank you for holding on. You're up. What is your comment? What I wanted to ask um, Barry, um, and would you repeat your website so we can um, get to it? Um, the um, About 100 people were murdered or, or somehow found dead um, right. within a, a short period of time. Do you know anything about that? There's a... Um, a video on YouTube, which is called, um, uh, it'll come to me in a second, but it's um, Clinton Chronicles, and the um, one is um, um, one hour and 52 minutes, so you put one color mark 52, and there are 42 murders, and there were four people who were murdered who made that video down the road. They, they were right. dead, okay, for putting this out. So this is connected to... I don't know if it's connected to the CFR, the Council on Foreign Relations, or what, but it seems like there was a, a, a several people who had to coordinate this um, in high positions um, that we don't uh, hear anything about. So what yeah, about I would recommend, people? Yeah, and it's it's actually it's actually a better a bigger number than a hundred, but I would recommend Richard Belzer's book called The Hit List, and this goes point by point and name by name through all of these. JFK assassination-related witnesses. Some of them are really close to the assassination. Some of them are really close to some of the big names. Some of them are just periphery. But it goes through all of their untimely deaths, and all of them are untimely. 
And he did not include in his list people who died of what we consider now to be natural causes, i.e. cancer, heart attacks, things of that nature. It wasn't until the mid-70s we learned that the CIA was involved and had an active program called Executive Action where they were actually using uh, these means like heart attacks and, and cancer and to kill people so that it, it would not fall within suspicion. So the number is actually greater than 100. But the guy's name is Richard Belzer, and his book is Hit List. It's a great book. Thanks for the call. And uh, Barry, we'll have to get your uh, contact info out there for people to get the resources okay. you're talking about. John, hang on to the break. We're going to go to John on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Hi there. It's Kathy from J-Day's Appliance Sales and Service. I have a maintenance tip to keep your dryer in tip-top shape. Having good clearance in the back, not allowing the vent to be kinked, and check your outside vent for hot and heavy airflow. We're located at 132 East 7th Street, downtown Loveland. Call us at 970-669-1357. That's 669-1357. You've probably been hearing me talk about Y-Refi for a while now. Y-Refi has been getting a ton of phone calls, and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at Back half empty cup, <clears throat> half empty cup of Joe, Joe and Jason, Barry Jones is our guest today, talking JFK assassination and a lot of deep dig down as to the names and faces that were involved. Uh, we have John who's been waiting over the break. I want to get to him first before going back to Barry. John, thank you for calling in. What is your comment for Barry? Uh, well, it's real nice to have somebody on here 
education that knows what what really what they're talking about instead of just uh, giving their opinions what sometimes are right and sometimes are wrong. Thanks, Barry. I thought I knew pretty much all there was to know about the JFK assassination, but I realized that, that I, I don't. Uh, it's like uh, those old 500-piece puzzles you lay out on your kitchen table. Uh, every day that goes by, there's another piece put in, and there's probably about 14 pieces out of that 500-piece puzzle that aren't, aren't maybe put in yet, but they will be. And uh, people need to realize that, uh, well, John Kennedy, you know, after his, uh, they took him out, uh, there was over 100 people that mysteriously died because they knew too much. They were too patriotic. Same same thing has happened. I, this stuff goes over and over. You know, look at the Clintons. How what's their hit list? You know, how many people have been have been eliminated because they knew too much. Uh, sooner or later, people are going to have to realize that uh, Johnson was the one that orchestrated the whole thing. He had the most to lose, and uh, he was a high level Mason, and he, it was easy for him to get a hold of all his Masonic brothers around the country and uh, if he needed a shooter he'd call cer certain lodges and they'd, they'd get him one uh, the whole thing is uh, sooner or later people are going to have to realize that uh, our government is controlled by uh, secret societies like John Kennedy tried to warn us about but we don't pay no attention we move on to the next crisis so anyway uh, like the uh, the, Jason, I heard you say that, uh, that the astronauts are all Masons. Well, you finally figured that one out. That's how they were able to, they were able to convince you that they landed on the moon all those years before I stopped by and set you straight. So maybe someday, someday you'll realize that uh, what I've been trying to warn you about, uh, these secret societies. All right, John, you, John, John, you got me. You got me. Uh, one quick yes or no question. So uh, what about the earth? Is it flat? You know, we had that show last Thursday. What, what, what's your take on that real quick? Uh, well, I heard Alex Jones come on right after <laughs> you, you were talking about flat earth. He said, he said that's the most, that's, that's the most, silliest thing he, he that he can think of so you know how i feel about that one i guess the question would be do we trust alex jones but barry there was a lot to unpack there go go ahead uh well uh <laughs> you know i don't know about the masons and all that i i haven't studied that but i know lbj had his own hitman he didn't have to go to the masons he had his own hitman his name was malcolm wallace malcolm wallace committed at least yeah. Public, uh, public knowledge, at least seven murders. One of them he was convicted on, but because Johnson had sway with the judge, he was given a suspended sentence in the state of Texas. But anyway, uh, Malcolm Wallace's fingerprint was the only fingerprint found on one of the boxes in the so-called sniper's nest in the Texas school uh, repository. Barry, got, yep. Joe's got a comment. I'll say this, Barry, with with your uh, detail and your ability to remember details, you may, you may want to take a little swim in the... Uh, in the Freemason, uh, uh, the Freemason history, because I think you would uh, you'd be a good guy to really put those things together. But but Joe, you had a comment. So motive. 
Okay. Is it, <laughs> it, 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 what are we talking about here? Do you believe? Hold your thought. Okay. <laughs> Joe, Joe, yeah. I'm too Abraham Bolden. I'm too Abraham Bolden. I'm going to give you a motive. Okay. All right. Then, 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 I, let, I, let, I, let's, let's go. Let's go. I'm let's there. go there. I, I withdraw my question I'm there. Uh, with, with the <laughs> okay. right to ask it again later. Okay. Now, understand, it depends on what conspirator you're talking about. We're talking about the Secret Service, so let's talk about the Secret Service's motive. It's not the same motive as the CIA had. It's not the same motive LBJ had. It's not the same motive that the Cubans had. They have their own motive. So who is Abraham Bolden? Abraham Bolden uh, is the first African-American Pinkerton detective. So this goes back, you know, the Pinkertons were the, the guys that were defending uh, the big corporate guys like Rockefeller and, and those folks from the unions. Uh, he was the first African-American Pinkerton. Later, he served on the Illinois State Highway Patrol, also the first African-American to do that. He joined the Secret Service in 1960, and his job, as was the case of most Secret Service agents in those days, was to bust up counterfeit ranks. That was his job. He got his job on the Secret Service White House detail kind of as a fluky thing. He was, I told you, he was, he was guarding a, ba a basement bathroom in Chicago, and JFK was visiting Mayor Daley. And he went downstairs to leave or exit out a back door uh, out the back of the building, and he had to go right by uh, this guy, Abraham Bolden. And, of course, Bolden had been sent down into the basement to do this job because he was African-American, and the Secret Service was notoriously white. And so they were always looking for the worst jobs to give this guy Bolden. And JFK reaches out, shakes his hand, and invites him to Washington to be part of the White House detail. And that puts him in trouble immediately with his superiors because he got preferential treatment. He got picked out, uh, skipped uh, basically from the back of the line to the front of the line because the White House detail was like the plum job. And you had to work your way up to that. Well, not Bolden. Bolden got plucked out of thin air to be in that job because of JFK. In 1960, the Secret Service, if you look at the roster of all its agents, they were almost all from the South. They were all white, except for Abraham Bolden. They were all hard drinkers. Now, I didn't even get into the story of what the Secret Service White House detail was doing the night before the JFK assassination. They were out all night drinking at the cellar. They lost their handguns. They lost their Secret Service uh, credentials. They were drunk. They didn't come back and stumble back into the hotel to guard the president the motorcade until 6 the next morning. That's their culture. They were southern, white, hard drinkers, and they were racist. Abraham Bolden was repeatedly called the N-word by his co-workers in the Secret Service. One time he went home and they found, he found a noose that was hanging in his house and it had been put there by his fellow agents. They said as a joke, they hated the president. I'll say so, this, Barry. Actually, for, for the 1960s and the different culture, the different world we live in, that probably was actually a joke back then. Well, maybe, but he reported it. And this is where Abraham Bolden starts getting into trouble. Uh, there was, JFK went home over one of the weekends to Hyannisport, and he was there. And the agents that were with him left their post. This is going to sound ridiculous. They actually asked firemen 
who were in the vicinity to stand in and guard the president while they went into town looking for booze and women. The only one who didn't go with him was Abraham Bolden. And so Bolden went to his superiors and he was a whistleblower. He said, when we were at Hyannisport, this is what happened. Everybody abandoned their posts. They went into town and were looking for booze. They were looking for women. I was the only one who stayed behind. And oh, by the way, this organization is rife with racism. There was a noose at my house. They call me the N-word. All they do is drink. He, he reported everything. And his bosses were not happy with him. He became known as a troublemaker. So they demoted him. He had only been in D.C. for one and a half months, six weeks. The president asked him to come to Washington. He went to Washington. He was there six weeks. And in six weeks, the culture was so rotten, he tattletailed to his superiors as a whistleblower. They demoted him and sent him back to Chicago. And that was supposed to be the end of Abraham Bolden. But that wasn't the end of Abraham Bolden because, as we learned last time, there was a plot to kill JFK in Chicago. And that's where Abraham Bolden was. On October 30, 1963, the Chicago Secret Service Office received a teletype warning of an assassination plot against JFK's motorcade, which was coming on November 2. Uh, it said, quote, there's a hit team of four anti-Castro Cubans coming to Chicago to assassinate JFK in Chicago. And of course it was signed by, uh, infamously by Lee. We now know that was Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, that was the time that the Chicago landlady simultaneously reported to the Secret Service that she had find, found high-powered rifles and ammunition on the beds of a rooming house that she had rented to these four Cubans. She also found a map with an X marked in front of a building, which was located right on a turn that was going to be in the November 2 motorcade. Anyway, Thomas or uh, Abraham Bolden is privy to all this information. And when they start making arrests, I told you the story uh, two episodes ago, how they arrested the Patsy after the motorcade was canceled. They also arrested two of the four Cubans. And uh, Abraham Bolden was there during the interrogation. And he witnessed uh, both David Morales and James Braden. These are the two Cubans that were arrested. He witnessed that interrogation. And... <laughs> He's the one that released this information subsequent that they had actually had these two men in custody. Now, if you remember, J Jason, I told you the story about these two guys. They ended up in Dallas. These, right. were, these, were, these were the same two guys. They ended up in Dallas. Braden was actually arrested. Uh, he was trying to leave the Daltex building. He said he was in Dallas on business. I did not tell you that five years later, he's also in L.A. and gets arrested on the same night Bobby Kennedy is assassinated same guy all right so if it hadn't been for abraham bolden we would not have known ever that jim james Braden and david morales these are cia assassins one's the assassin the other is a spotter that they had actually been detained in chicago 20 days before the dallas association the only reason we know that is because of abraham bolden we also know because of Abraham Bolden that the patsy that was arrested, Thomas Arthur Valley, was released with a $5 fine and disappeared. And it wasn't until 1988 that the author, Edwin Black, found him living in Arizona in witness protection. It was Abraham Bolden who told us all this. All right? 
So fast forward to uh, now we have the assassination that takes place in Dallas. Fast forward to May 17, 1964. This is right in the middle of the investigation into the assassination. And Bolden had been reassigned to a 30-day stint at the White House. So now he's back in D.C. They're jerking him all around. He, he was in Chicago, then he was in Washington, he's back in Chicago in time to see that whole plot happen there. Now he's back in D.C. in 64. He calls the lead counsel of the Warren Commission, a man named Lee Rankin, and he offers to testify to the Warren Commission about everything he knows about the Secret Service and its role in this JFK assassination. He says he has inside information. So Lee Rankin arranges for him to come in and testify. Well, that night, the Secret Service finds out that one of their own, Abraham Bolden, is going to whistleblow again. So they sent an emergency summons for him to go back to Chicago. They say it's on some pretext. They say you're needed because of some counterfeiting case that's busted loose. You have all the information that we need. We need you back in Chicago ASAP. So on May 18, 1964, Bolden flies back to Chicago, whereupon he is immediately arrested and indicted for bribery. Now there is a trial going on at that time of two Chicago mobsters named Spagnoli and Jones. Joseph Spagnoli and Frank Jones. I'll tell you about Abraham Bolden's connection to that trial when we get back. We'll have more with Barry Jones on the other side of the break. Stay with us. You listen to the Half Empty Cup of Joe. donor has given Life Choices $10,000 with the challenge to give your best gift this Christmas. Your gift saves lives, heals broken hearts from abuse and past regrets of abortion, and wins souls for the kingdom. Help moms and dads choose life for their unborn child. Donate online at lifechoices.org. That's lifechoices.org. Or mail your check to Life Choices at 20 Mountain View Avenue, Longmont, 80501. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet, our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. This is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I want to take a second to tell you about my friends over at thefreedompeople.org. If you guys haven't tried them, you need to give them a call today. All you have to do is go to thefreedompeople.org and set up your call. And what can they help you do? Well, through legal and lawful processes, they'll help you reduce exposure to the tax man or other bureaucratic bodies. They can help you do things like set up express trusts, which help manage your business assets and affairs effectively and privately, while helping you gain greater control of you and your family. 
family's future. It can also help you do things like set up private membership associations, which help you restructure your business in a way that allows you to run it exactly how you want. If you believe your children should be able to receive their inheritance without paying an arm and leg in taxes and that taxes are unjust, the government ceases to represent the interests of its people. I want you to take a second today to go to the T-H-E, freedompeople.org and schedule your call. Let them know I sent you. But more importantly, help make sure that your future is protected and that your business and your family are protected. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Half-Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham and Associates, LLC at Cup Joe with Jason, our guest Barry Jones, and and Barry is laying out uh, the, the whistleblower and and Bolden and and the games that were being played with him, and he he gets a meeting, says, hey, I've got this evidence, I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, next thing you know, he's immediately put back uh, on a plane to Chicago about a counterfeiting case, and and is immediately arrested, Barry for bribery and these two mobsters uh johnny johnny Spag, or joseph spagnoli and frank jones in order to uh free themselves testify against abraham bolden and the first trial results in a hung jury but the judge orders a new trial for two weeks later and the second trial results in a conviction despite the fact that Spagnoli and Jones both admitted to the judge in his quarters that they had perjured themselves. All of their testimony was a lie. Spagnoli, when he was pressed, why did you perjure yourself, said that the prosecutor, Richard Sykes, had forced him to lie under oath. And when confronted, Sykes pled the Fifth Amendment. So, in other words, Bolden gets ramrodded. He's sentenced to six years in solitary confinement. He's taken in a straitjacket to a mental facility in Missouri. He's force-fed meds. They said, you will never hear, you will leave here and your brain will be broken. That's what he testified later, they told him. He's officially fired by the Secret Service. And the only thing, according to him, he says later when he gets released, the only thing that saved his life in prison was the Bible. He finds religion in Bible, or he finds religion in prison. And he says, he claims that that allowed him to survive mentally and physically the hard time that he was serving. Now, he was still in jail when Jim Garrison 
was investigating the, the uh, JFK assassination down in New Orleans. This is 1967, and he uncovers the Bolden story. He and his assistant, private attorney Mark Lane, went and held a public joint press conference, and they told the story of Abraham Bolden to the American people. The public pressure was so great, the government was forced to release Bolden two and a half years early because of the pressure that Jim Garrison put on them. While he was in prison, it wasn't enough that they put him in prison and, and force-fed him all these meds and solitary confinement. They firebombed his house twice. They shot at his wife. They shot his wife's car. Uh, they blew up her car, and they set his garage on fire. They never let him alone. So he gets out of prison. He gets a job at a DOD factory, becomes a union official, and he starts raising money to buy cigarettes for Vietnam soldiers. It was a pretty famous program in Chicago called Smokes for GIs. And Abraham Bolden was sort of the point person in Chicago raising money for Vietnam soldiers. In order to clear his name, though, he, had, he, he was trying to raise money, and he didn't have enough money from his job, so he played classical piano recitals around Chicago. Turns out this Abraham Bolden was a classically trained pianist with a degree in musical composition uh, from university. He, this guy was, was a pretty cultured guy, and he starts trying to appeal his conviction and clear his name. Uh, <laughs> in 19, between 1961-1973, when that guy we talked about originally, James Raleigh, was the head of the Secret Service, testified to the Warren Commission in 64 that none of the agents implicated by Bolden's accusations were ever fired. In fact, they had all been promoted. And the Warren Commission couldn't believe it. Anyway, long story short, as time went on, we finally get to 2022, and Abraham Bolden is granted a full presidential pardon by Joe Biden. Now, a lot of people suspect that this was a pardon that Biden was instructed to provide uh, acting on orders of Barack Obama. Uh, Barack Obama is also from Chicago. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But uh, that is the story of Abraham Bolden. And this is why I say uh, you didn't just countermand orders. You saw what happened to Thomas Shipman when he said he would get the limo and and. and get out of line if he had to, if something happened in a presidential motorcade, they had to remove him. He died. Abraham Bolden had direct evidence linking the Secret Service to the JFK assassination. They put him through six years of hell, probably longer than that, actually, if you count all the years it took to get cleared. Now, I want to answer Joe's question, because Joe asked about motive. The first motive the Secret Service had to participate in this plot was race. They were racist. And JFK, we had not really had a civil rights president until JFK. If you look at what JFK had done by 1963 with respect to civil rights, it's more than any other president we've ever had. Uh, he was moving in that direction. In fact, he was about to give a speech. Well, he already had the, the 1964 civil rights bill that he was authoring or promoting. It was going to be the most sweeping civil rights legislation in the history of our country. That's number one. Number two, I talked about this last two episodes ago. JFK had back issues. He, was, he had Addison's disease. He had a lot of physical problems a lot of people didn't know about. He was in constant pain. He had been a war hero during World War II, and that had aggravated all of his physical problems. He was in constant pain. His doctor, Max Jacobson, had him hopped up 
on a dose, a very high dose of what we now know as meth methamphetamines. He was not just using them himself, he had gotten his wife Jackie uh, using them as well. And <laughs> some people in the know knew what this, these drugs were. In fact, his brother knew. Bobby Kennedy had taken some of the dose and given it to the FBI and said, tell me what this is. And when he found out it was meth, he confronted his brother and JFK literally told his brother, I don't care if it's horse piss, it makes me feel better. That's all that matters. So the, the Secret Service was aware of JFK's drug use. That's motive number two. Motive number three is that JFK, you know, the Secret Service has to protect the president. And so in doing so, they are privy to a lot of inside information that nobody else knows about. JFK was a he was a, uh, a womanizer. Everybody knows this. Some of the women weren't a problem. They were secretaries. They were staffers. They were aides. They were uh, friends of his wives or friends of his daughters, whatever. They weren't a problem. The ones that were a problem were Ellen Rometsch was an East German spy. Uh, Judith Campbell Exner was the shared girlfriend of Sam Giancana, a Chicago mobster. So if you're in the Secret Service and you know that the President of the United States is sleeping with mobsters' girlfriends, you know he's open to blackmail. If he is sleeping with East German spies, Ellen Rometsch, you know that he may be giving away the store in the middle of the Cold War. He is a security risk, to say the least. And if that same President is also hopped up on meth, drugs, and you don't like him anyway because of his civil rights stands, it's not a hard picture to understand why the Secret Service went along with this plan. You're listening to the Half Empty Cup of Joe. This is Barry Jones, our guest today. 877-536-1360. Roger, we'll get to you on the other side. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. What type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I will work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin's son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048.
Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Cup of Joe, Joe and Jason with Barry Jones and and Barry. I want to thank you uh, for for getting to my question about motive because this is something uh, that uh, that fits with me, which is this small select group of people were were in their in their minds doing this for America. This was a guy that they, that did not exactly. uh, have their values when it came to race, which obviously a much different time exactly. uh, in the 60s that, that, than exists today. But then you go on and start talking about uh, not just the, the womenizing, but who he was sleeping with. Uh, mix that in uh, with, with the drugs part of this. And you, you can at least, you can get there. You can see uh, that that a certain group of people were like, "We've got to do this for the greater good." And do you do you think that was their motive? That they thought they were doing yes, it for absolutely. the greater good. They thought they were doing the patriotic duty. Uh, their greater allegiance. They have an allegiance to the president, obviously, but their greater allegiance is to the country. We were in the middle of the Cold War. I'm not making excuses for them, trust me. I'm just saying what they were thinking. Uh, We were in the middle of the Cold War. We had just come off several instances where it appeared, at least to them, hardliners, that JFK was weak against communism. He starts with the Bay of Pigs. He doesn't order the air support. It fails. Then you go to the the, the Berlin Wall. He doesn't stop the Russians from building a Berlin Wall. Uh, Then you get to the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. They think this is a do-over for the Bay of Pigs, a chance to invade, uh, to destroy the missile bases, uh, to take out Castro all in one fell swoop. He does none of the above. Uh, then he's, uh, he's back-channeling with Khrushchev, trying to make peace. He's back-channeling with Castro, trying to make peace. He's, uh, he's just signed the Nuclear Test Ban Treaty, which basically cuts our legs out from under us. We had the nuclear advantage at the time, and in their view, he was allowing the Russians to catch up. Then you put on top of that the American College or the American University speech where he basically says, uh, from this point forward, my agenda is about peace. And they took that to believe, uh, to un- in their view, that was him conceding the Cold War to the Russians. And then, <laughs> you know, you, you, you've got all this happening, and it appears that Kennedy is, uh, when it comes push to shove, he's not up to the task standing up to Khrushchev. And then right before, you know, one month before the assassination, he signs National Security Action Memo 263, which says there's not going to be a Vietnam War. 
Here again is another case where head-to-head -head, we have a responsibility as the the superpower, the Western superpower standing for freedom to stand up against Russia, uh, communism and its march across the continent of Europe and Asia and other places, and we're, de we're deferring again. And in their view, when you take that and balance off against the fact that he's hopped up on drugs, he's sleeping with, with enemy agents who probably suckered him into that. They know for a fact Sam Giancana did, so he had blackmail material with, with Judith Campbell. And, and then this other, st this, this racial part of it with the civil rights case, it's, it's like a no-brainer. Today, maybe not so much, but in that era, in the thick of the Cold War, it became, in their view, JFK was an existential threat to our survival as a country. We got we got Roger holding for uh, for quite a while here. Thank you for holding, Roger. If if you anyone wants to call in eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty, we have about another segment and a half. Roger, go ahead. Okay. Oh, great. Do you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Roger. Uh, okay. Well, I got I got to push back um, a little bit on that. Um, so I don't think. I mean, as far as motive, being compromised isn't a motive. It's, it's, it's a prerequisite for a president. Okay? And if that's such a big... All those things you mentioned, you could probably find in the uh, Biden White House right now, and he, he seems to be doing just fine uh, as far as not getting assassinated. So... Well, 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 hold on, Roger. Let, Roger, let me let me jump in real quick. I, I think being compromised is a motive because if if the, if the president can't do the job that let's just say somebody who's kind of holding the leash of the president is expected to do, then yeah, that is definitely a motive. And and uh, Biden, the the, 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 the the kind of things that Biden's being told to do is completely different than what JFK was doing. JFK was doing the opposite of what his handlers wanted him to do. So I just just had to well, I had to put that out there. That's that's, and that's you're getting to my point, which is it's not that he's compromised, because if he was that compromised, they had all that dirt on him. They didn't have to kill him, you know, and, and go through all this. They would just say, look, he, we got each looking, looking for photos with all these women and look at him taking drugs. Here's his drug dealer. I mean, Dr. Feelgood was a thing in the night. JF, number one, JFK had a life of, of intense pain from his childhood. And the PT boat accident and everything, and he, you know, he, he trooped through that. But that Doctor Feelgood thing was a thing in the '60s. All the all the celebrities were taking those those uh, shots with amphetamines and B B vitamins and all this stuff. And I mean, that was just a thing. So I, I don't think that's. But 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 as far as the compromise thing, I you know I don't buy. I think you know I think it's it's just what it basically it's what we see. He. What, what's the most scary thing that he said? He wanted to break up secret societies. Okay? Now, that, that by itself is motive. I mean, he, and he was president, and he was going to smash them into, what, a million pieces? Um, so I think, you know, if there was a motive. And then you go through, I mean, I look at it. In fact, I wrote on this. I'm going to get some of this material back out because these topics keep going. But, but if you look at historical events, there is always an occult signature on major historic events, even at the crucifixion, which nobody has could have picked up on, but people at the time would have seen it. And I, I wrote up you know a lot on this stuff. But um, 
Roger, we're going to hit the break. There's a lot there. Uh, we only have a short segment, but let me let me ask let me pose this because of what Roger said to to Barry, which is, if you had enough dirt on the guy, why not just disgrace him out of office? Why kill him? I think that's kind of a good question. As we lead, come into the last segment, you're listening to Barry Jones with Joe and Jason here on the Half Empty Cup of Joe. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. Hi, this is Rod with PCs and Parts. We are giving away a free desktop PC for the month of December. So come by and check it out and enter to win our free PC giveaway. We provide sales and service for all makes and models. For all your computer needs, come by and see us. We are located in the Orchard Shopping Center in Loveland next to the Ace Hardware. Or you can find us at PCsandparts.com. Call us at 970-203-0696. That's 970-203-0696. song I wrote you might want to sing it note for note don't worry be happy we want to thank Barry and all the callers today the texters a uh, great job as always uh, but this is the sort checks and so the fact that that he had all of these things right they, they had the dirt uh, but the biggest problem that I that I see was he wasn't uh, even with all of that, all of the dirt they had, he was still not going to to do their bidding, wasn't going to do their agenda. The question being posed to you, Barry, why not just expose him uh, and, and, instead uh, of killing him? Uh, your thoughts on that? Why, why, why did they choose? Why did they ultimately decide, hey, we need to take him out versus exposing him? There's a uh, FBI wiretap that answers that question. Uh, in the months after the assassination, actually it was in the months prior to the assassination, Carlos Marcello, who was being wiretapped down in New Orleans, part of the mafia element to get rid of the president, 
said if you cut off the tail of a, of a dog, it continues to bite. If you cut off the head, the dog ceases to become be a problem. The problem was not JFK as much as it was Bobby Kennedy. But you can't kill Bobby Kennedy or JFK will come out at you with every resource he has available to him in the federal government. So you take out JFK and Bobby ceases to be an issue, which if you follow past what happens to Bobby Kennedy uh, in the immediate aftermath of the JFK assassination, he's still the Attorney General, but he basically shuts down. All of the investigations into the mob go away. All the investigations into LBJ go away. All the problems, all the troubles that he was causing for these conspirators went away, and eventually he went away too. So that's very, one, very, that's one very, issue. Let me ask you this then. Is it maybe uh, you kill him because even if you expose him and, and embarrass him with these affairs and things, and he gets that's not going to do anything. Every president. Well, well, well let me say this. I mean, I mean, Watergate supposedly got rid of uh, Nixon. They could have killed him too if they didn't like what he was doing. What I'm saying is, is it possible? Because it seems like presidents after JFK seemed to know less of what was going on. Maybe he right, did JFK well, just know too much. If they if they were to get rid of him for a scandal and get rid of no, Bobby. This, do they just this, know too much, leads, and in future presidencies can maybe just be okay. a trouble for, for the system? This leads to my second. You know, I have about four reasons why Roger's uh, point is, in my view, mistaken. Uh, the first one is Bobby. The second one is, this is an object lesson for future presidents. We are in charge. You're not in charge. And this is going to be a public execution to show that the military-industrial complex calls the shots. And if you look at future presidents from that point on, from LBJ on, and all of the wars that we've been, we, we've been in nonstop wars since then. Uh, that was the major hangup. JFK didn't want to fight any more wars. JFK wanted peace. And there was a major sea change in American foreign policy from that assassination on. It continues to this day. That was an object lesson. Also, there was the matter of the 64 election. Okay, so what if you come out and you tell the world, hey, uh, your president's on drugs. He's going re to respond. And now I'm speculating here, but he's going to respond. Listen, I've got all these physical problems. I've been in constant pain. I don't, know what the pres I don't know what the doctor's prescribing me. It makes me feel better. People are going to be sympathetic to that. Number one, war, war, two, war, every, hero. war hero. War hero. Every president is a womanizer. Find me one it isn't. Find me one. That's not a disqualifier, so you can't smear him with that. And then, what happens after Kennedy? You got Bobby running in 68, you got Teddy running in 76. The Kennedys are never going to end. We're going to have Barry back on late in January. We'll uh, continue to pound on this drum, but Joe, go ahead and take us out. God bless everybody. Thank you, Barry. Alex Jones is coming up next. Jason and I will be back tomorrow. Do something. This Christmas, experience the magic of Rocky Mountain Freeze-Dry. Our artisan freeze-dried ice cream crafted by our local Colorado company brings a unique twist. Ice cream that doesn't melt. From classic vanilla to exciting cookie dough, our crunchy treats melt into velvety smooth joy. And for a nostalgic twist, try our puffed-up candies, perfect for gifts and stocking stuffers. Visit RockyMountainFreezeDry.com and unwrap the extraordinary. Ho, ho, ho!
J-Day's Appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on Main Street, not Wall Street. We offer top brands at great prices, service and parts to help you keep your current appliances running. So think outside of the big box and think independent and save at J-Day's Appliance. Located at 132 E7th Street in Loveland, Colorado. Or give us a call at 970-669-1357. You can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com. That's the letter J, daysappliance.com. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 